listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 269. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the geek stuff, the fandom, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm back. Bum, 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 bum. Shit, I meant to queue up John Cena. Sorry. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, dude. You know me. I don't have his song. Oh. I could have always gone with Ric Flair's. You know, that's a nice uh, fallback. Whoa. Any. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, I'm Ari Rockefeller. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. You know, I just realized something. Um, I've had this rig set up on my desk with the microphone and everything. And I just realized something. This one thing I should have done on this microphone when I what? first got it. And you go, you're, y'all going to give me shit for it, but I don't care. So here it goes. Chocolate rain. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I picked this exact night to drink chocolate milk while I'm podcasting, so. Well, I got my Sprite remix, and I just found out the 7-Eleven by me is restocking tomorrow. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I need to restock. They've been out for the last three weeks. Yeah, I need to restock. <laughs> so I guess that's a cue to get your orders in, people. Yup. Yeah, considering somebody came over and drank one of my precious supply. I asked first. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. The precious. No, you didn't. The precious. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Ugh. Are we going to go through this <laughs> shit again? Sure. God damn it, we don't have time for this shit. We've got all the time in the world. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, okay, that means we cut more and more of your sleep time away. I can go all night. please. (laughs) You know, as much fun as this is, we do have a con to give a report about. Yes, yes, we do. Especially... Yeah, a con con that two of the people are basically just gonna sit here and go, "Uh uh-huh, oh yeah, uh uh-huh, oh that's nice, Uh uh-huh. No one's stopping you from asking questions or whatnot. Exactly! I don't ask questions. I guess Ichigo will be asking questions then, I suppose. Will I be asking questions, or will you be answering my questions? Yes. Do I look like a politician to you? Of course I'm going to answer your questions. (laughs) I've been watching too much Orange is the New Black. Well, that sort of explains a lot. (laughs) Okay, we are live tonight week of June 21st, 2016, right here on the Vogue Network. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with replays Thursdays at 2. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merc, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is Vogue, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash Vogue Network. There's some information about the Vogue Network and affiliated podcasts on that site. And there is a link. If you click on that, your default IRC chat client will bring you directly into the chat room. 
um, check-ins are now live, so head on over to vlognetwork.com and listen in and earn your VOG points. Um, think of it sort of like gamer points, but for podcasting and other cool stuff that's on the site and the shows. Um, check out our forums over at vlognetwork.com. Every week we post on the forums a review of the show, and I believe with a link to the episode so you can listen in. So if you can't get to us via email, Twitter, uh, Skype, we have forums for you to fall back on to check out. And we're going to kick things off with how was your week? How was your day? Ari, long time no see, bro. How's it been? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been... It's pretty much sucked not being on the show. But, uh... You know, work's been... You know, picking up now that the summer's coming along. That's good. And now that I'm on the day shift, I can actually be at home you know, in my apartment on the computer talking to you guys. Oh, good, good. Welcome back. I'll have this for the foreseeable future. Mm. And speaking of work, I got... I managed to get my vacation weeks for this year synced up with the next two conventions I'm going to. Wonderful, wonderful. Otakon and uh, AAC. Oh, that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And let's see, just trying to live my life the best I can in this place. You know, I had some extra money left over, so I, you know, I got uh, a couple things. I, I don't know who else here has played Undertale. I haven't, but I know of the game. I played yeah, it. Yeah, I had. Yeah, one place had a, uh, you know, some like shirts and what other merch, and I picked up a Delta Rune shirt in purple. Cool. And also, I. Among other things, I ended up breaking a cast iron skillet, so I had to replace that. How the hell did you break a cast iron skillet? By being completely absent-minded. See, what happened was, like, you know, a couple days ago, I was, you know, I was playing on cooking breakfast. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, put the put the pan on the stove, you know, turn on the heat, and then I got, you know, pulled away to a uh, fix something on my computer, and then after a couple minutes, I hear this loud clunk come from the kitchen. I run back out and. Oh shit! That's right. I forgot I put the heat on, and I had just like pulled it off the heat. And I re- I look in at the at the bottom of the pan, and there is a hairline fracture going like from the center to like like going like two thirds of the way through the the uh, pan. Yikes! Like, yeah, I'm not sure how I did that either, but I ended up, you know, just holding it up and putting it aside until I could get a replacement, and I got one that's now 13 inches wide and as, as big as my head. Mm. See, that that kind of runs at a time. I accidentally flame-broiled a an egg for sunny side up. I, I, no, I left, the, I poured some of the oil from the bacon into the pan, you know. I just want to make sure it got hot, and sometimes I can't tell, so, no, I drop a little bit of water on it and hear it sizzle. And I did that, I guess I left it a little bit too long, so when I poured the egg in, flame just shot straight up and around the pan. The trick is just like dipping your, like running your finger on the water for like like half a second just letting like one or two drops drip in. Yeah, that's what I did, but I guess I left the oil on a little bit too longer than I had planned. Mm-hmm. And among the, among other games I've been playing, you know, playing through uh, more Fire Emblem Fleets, and I also picked up MLB The Show. Okay. On a whim. 
the best part about this, you get to create a character and take him from the the two minor leagues all the way up to the majors. And my friends around here like think like think it's awesome because I you know, because there's only so many options available for you know body size and uh, you know hair and whatnot. So right, right. Like you know, cranked up the weight all, all the way, and they said, oh, "Pick your build." You know, slim, muscular, fat, like click fat, and I ended up making my guy look like John Cruck. And if you're not familiar with the Phillies baseball from the uh, mid 1990s at a 93 uh, NLCS championship team, <laughs> uh, we all think it's just hilarious. All we, I joke that he's made of, you know, pine tar and chewing tobacco spit. Gotcha. Also, if you've ever watched the one episode of the uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force with the uh, sirens that move into, you know, Aqua Teen's house, he makes a cameo in there. Ah. Uh, yeah, that's all shit's been going for me lately. Trying to keep everything together. That's I'm just good. so very glad to be back on the show. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, good. Work. Lots and lots of work. And that's it. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, it, it's, it's graduation time, so... Uh -huh. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have... Uh, over seven hours of overtime today, uh, this week. Well, it sounds better than being over 9,000 hours, you know. Yeah, well, one of my, uh, co-workers has 20 hours. Oh, fuck them, so. Yeah. I mean, you're the one, you gotta, you gotta get your, you know. Handle your business. Damn right. Right. Ichigo, how was your week and how was your day? Hi, everybody. Um, well, my week was uh, pretty uneventful. Um, I just worked on costumes and stuff the whole week and then um, got some great news that I'll be hosting the panel, uh, an armor-making panel down at HoshiCon, which is my first panel I'll be hosting. So I've been getting ready for that, making uh, Yuki Yuna as a hero from Yuki Yuki Yuna from Yuki Yuna as a hero, and um, working on a card captor Sakura costume. So for that's yourself? what I've been working on. Um, otherwise, it's a pretty uneventful next few weeks until HoshiCon, but um, that's basically it. Um, nothing too exciting. Uh, today I went to a tea party, so that was fun. My friend Pauline invited me over, and we had tea and. Um, talked about her fashion line and stuff. She's going to be debuting at uh, HoshiCon because she's a fashion guest. So it was really just all a week of fashion and cosplay fun. Yeah, uh, speaking of cosplay fun, in the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Bob Coffee says, good choice on music. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think he remembers that Ichigo is currently channeling her inner Nozomi. <laughs> Nozomi down the pipe um, in, for cosplay. I have a wig that works for her and fabric out the wazoo, so 
it's not out of the uh, out of the spectrum of cosplays that I could complete for this year. We'll we'll see. We'll see how it, how everything goes together. But the card cap, the soccer cosplay, is that for you? That's for me, and I'm actually going to cosplay with a pair of my friends, my friend Mercedes and my friend Nick. My friend Mercedes loves to take pictures and photograph and videotape, so she's going to be my Tomoyo, and then her husband Nick is going to be our lead. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to run around, and hopefully at Otakon. If you see me as what I call the dress is um, Queen of the Chickens, then um, definitely come by and say hi. It's basically the white dress that looks like chicken wings over like these big puffy yellow pants. I don't know. It's a ridiculous costume, and it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> mm, awesome. Now, which version of Sakura's, which one of Sakura's outfits are you doing? It's the, um, it's a dress that's like, it's like a white dress that has wings as the skirt, and then it's got, like, big yellow bloomers. Um, I call it Queen of the Chickens dress because it looks kind of like a chicken, if a chicken were a dress. I don't know. It, mm. it is from the later on in the series, but you can also see it in the second series opening. So, um, I'm really excited to make it, and... So I'm hoping it'll come out well. I'm, I'm working on like three or four different versions of her right now, but that's the one I'm focused on, so. Gotcha. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, my weekend day has been pretty good as usual. You know, I had to do laundry because I found myself entertaining a couple of friends later this week. So I got to finish cleaning up, make this place kind of look presentable, you know still need to get my way over to Ikea for some furniture, but I think I can hold off until then. Um, let's see. I think that's basically it. Work's been good. Life has been pretty decent. I can't complain too, too much. Um, except I don't have to complain about the fact that my local 7-Eleven is getting more Sprite Remix. I'm kind of thankful for that because I'm kind of running low. I think I have like 12 bottles left in the fridge. Yes, because that's running low. Damn right it is. Oh no, what a nightmare. Damn right it is. <laughs> oh, and yesterday I met up with a long-time internet friend. I've known her for about 12 years, and she was like one of the first uh, Minako cosplayers I, I knew online, and I'm, and I'm chill with her best friend who does Usagi, so she recently moved to... Maryland, she's like an hour and a half outside, and um, she was in town visiting a friend, so I was like, how long are you in town for? So we got together, hung out for a bit, kind of showed her around, and boy, she is geeky as fuck. I mean, she was going nuts over stuff and think geek, which reminds me, Mako-chan, I, I have to send you a package, so you should probably expect it later this week. Okie dokie. And that's basically was my weekend day. So this week um, we have we have the whole crew in. So we are going to be talking about anime next uh, 2016 after the first break. So um, I'll have the Skype line on standby. So if you've gone to the con, you know, give us a call. We'd like to hear your take. We'd like to know what you think of the convention and thoughts and suggestions and whatnot. So and I also tell you how much money I lost at the casino, but it wasn't much. So, but still. <laughs> Yeah, you and me both. Yeah, I, 
I just I think I get I get why people do it. It's just fun. It's just like uh, you know. No, that's not fun. Mm, I suppose. Losing money is not fun. Winning money is fun. Yeah, like Diego, that lucky fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude dropped forty bucks and the machine came out with eighty dollars. Damn. Back and forth. Shit. Okay. All right. Um, we're gonna go ahead and take our first break. When we get back, we're gonna talk about uh, Anime Next 2016. So, uh, we'll be back.
Okay, before we get into uh, tonight's uh, show, I-, I just have one quick question for everybody here. Um, has anyone been to McDonald's lately and seen and offered a new the, the fresh lobster roll yet? Nope. No, I haven't, but it sounds disgusting. I, I really want to try it out because y'all know I love me some lobster rolls. I I just want. Well, see... I don't think it's hitting all McDonald's right now. I know that. I know it's like only certain outlets. So I'm kind of hoping out of like the 1,000 that are in New York City, Tri-State area, maybe two, maybe three, maybe, maybe. <sighs> well, we'll see. Anywho, let's go ahead and get on with tonight's show. So, we're talking Anime Next 2016. Now, for those of you who have been listening to the show long enough, I've already said that they were going to make the move to Atlantic City. It was just a matter of time. People were saying, oh, they're not going to move. It's perfect where it is. Yeah, if you like shoehorning 10,000 people into a into a convention center the size of a coffee can. Or if you like walking several blocks to get to the other half of the convention and or your room. If you want to leave and run across the street to panel rooms in another hotel or game room, by all means. Yeah, that, was, that was the worst when they put, because the Holiday Inn had the game room and it was like almost half a mile away. Yeah, like a quarter mile or something like that, you know. <clears throat> I mean, I, I went across the street once, that and that was it. I think I went over to play Scott Pilgrim and I left, because honestly, it's like I said. If there are events, going party con that's outside of the convention center itself, I gotta schlep a little, I'm probably not going to go. And I get mm-hmm. why. So pretty much everybody kept complaining about it's dirty in Atlantic City, the prostitution in Atlantic City, the gambling in Atlantic City. Well, you can't win them all, so. Huh, winning, casino, I get it. Kirk, Kirk. And besides, <sighs> people, you know people have been using the casinos for photo shoots. Yeah, uh, one of my friends that I met there, she cosplayed uh, Tsunade, and there is a perfect picture of her at the roulette table. Hmm. See, that was amazing. I think that got posted onto um, onto, uh, Instagram, and it got like over 600 hits, and I know I put it on my my, um, Tumblr page, and that got uh, about a little bit over 200 hits. Let me see. I'm going to find it real quick. Cause I I like what I put, what I said about the picture because it was kind of funny and amusing at the same time. Yeah, here we go. Here we see the elusive Sonate in her natural habitat. I mean, <laughs> honestly, you can't get anything more natural than that. All right. So, anywho. The original plan was to go down Thursday and relax and have a good time. But things changed. Things didn't work out as planned. So we ended up going down on Friday. Now, I've always said I've said that Thursdays of conventions are generally reserved for conventions where you know it's going to be packed 
it's going to be hell getting a room and so forth. Because if you know from experience, if checking in on Thursday, you're not going to get a room for about three hours and you got to put your stuff somewhere. You're better off just coming in a day early and just pay the extra money. That's how you have that time to like unwind, relax, lay out your cosplays, lay out your electronics, do what you got to do, you know? So, it's your day zero. It's your pregame day. Mm-hmm. And believe you me, when I got there on Friday, some people were already pre-gaming. Mm-hmm. Now, Friday, I'll, I'll say this. It felt dead. Now, I say that because of how spread out everything was in the convention center. And from my understanding, supposedly, they didn't have the entire convention center, so... That I don't really know, but it kind of seemed like they did. It's just like everything. They was... didn't have all of the rooms open, mm-hmm. but they had convention stuff happening on every floor. Gotcha. I guess some of the rooms were, you know, opened had you know the modular walls. So they just opened up to, for more seating, that sort of thing. Well, no. I, I think what it came down to is that they just didn't need all of the rooms. But it means that they can grow into all of the rooms. Mm-hmm. I know some of the rooms they ended up using as um, line spacing. A queue room, yeah. Yeah. There was already a default queue room setup, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, you know, for me, Friday was pretty calm and pretty chill, you know, running around uh, taking, uh, doing photography. And it was pretty cool because I ended up finding myself reconnecting with some people and meeting new people and people who have know who have known me for rent, for taking pictures and stuff. The one pic the one cosplay I did not get a picture of and I saw it briefly was Casino Dealer Faye Valentine. I wanted to get I a picture. I only saw of. one of those the whole weekend. Yeah, that was on Friday. Hmm. And I actually shouted shouted her out on the Anime Next Facebook group saying that was an awesome cosplay. I don't know if she saw it, but I thought that was like the, like, if not the best, one of the best cosplays I saw that weekend, given the theme, you know, not the theme, but the location of the convention. And I'll say this, I did enjoy the lighting of the convention, even when I was taking pictures in the evening and at night. It was it was pretty nice. I really, I really couldn't complain about that. Now... Yeah, the lighting felt a lot softer and more natural with all the, with all the open ceilings. Definitely. Now, one thing I noticed was the lines. Now, with all conventions, there's no, there's always an issue for lines. At least here, the only line I really saw was the line for registration, and it was just like on the second floor. It was just like a straight line going back and forth per se, and it, it was kind of straggled so that you can actually maneuver through the line and get through. I ended up going into the dealer's room. And and looks like they made some slight changes with the photography rules in the dealer's room, taking a page out of Castle Point. You're pretty much you're not allowed to take pictures in in, de- in the dealer's room, even if you're press. Now, normally the main issue why you're not allowed to do so because if you're stopping somebody for photography, it's going to hold up the people behind them. They can't get by if you're taking pictures. But given that. In this instance, Artist Alley and the dealer's room was in the same location. 
They didn't want people taking pictures because they may they feel that somebody may take pictures of somebody's work and give it to somebody else so they can copy it and sell it on their own or something like that, which I get. I honestly feel if you know if you're pressed, that shouldn't apply to you because you're not going to be that person. But if if somebody on press has actually done something like that, I get it. No harm, no foul. The weather, I mean, weather was pretty nice. I can't complain. And at least the food was kind of cheap and kind of reasonable. And one of the issues with conventions is that, let's say you you need something. With the fact that you have, a, I believe, a CVS, a Walgreens, you got Old Navy, Payless, all these clothing outlets, it's perfect if you need to pick up any last-minute stuff for your cosplays or you need to, like, if you want to go run to the pool or something like that. And it was pretty nice. And that was pretty much, like, my Friday with me so far. Um, Ari, right, how did your Friday go? I woke up early, like, 6, 7 o'clock or so. Yeah. You know, got got all my shit packed and traveled, and traveled down the expressway. <clears throat> yeah, and it was fun just seeing at the convention center and, and by extension a hotel or, you know, right at the end of the expressway. Mm-hmm. So much easier. And I got there earlier, like eight-ish, you know, check in, get the room. Yeah, because you now, beat I us out wor- there. Huh? Yeah, because you beat us out there. <laughs> by several hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, I was worried that we weren't going to have, you know, everything we had needed for the room, but because it was my first time, you know, doing this, the well, actually having my, like, checking in and actually, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, reserving it myself with my own, you know, card. Right, right. She, like, the uh, one behind the counter was nice enough to uh, give me one of the nicer rooms as a courtesy, which meant we actually got a refrigerator and a microwave in it, which we made use of a refrigerator. I don't know how much yeah, we, of a microwave yeah, we got to use. Yeah, we had some drinks in there, you know. Mm-hmm. It's starting to get to the point where having a microwave and a fridge is becoming a staple. I mean, you don't have to really travel the microwave like you used to, but there are still a couple of those instances. I bought snacks for everyone just you know to help mm-hmm. lighten the load on how much you know, spending food. And you know, once I get everything set, I go out and check out the con for a while. I'm this is the first con in a long time where I've actually done three cosplays for the weekend. Oh, yeah? And I was Bear Hugger, Dan Habiki, and Ash, the Hoenn version. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, I also checked out plenty of panels through, mostly because they're not only interesting, but, you know, for the written review. All right, but what which panels did you check out? Uh, let's see. I got, I got the guidebook up. Let me bring it up. Um... The first one was Toonami celebrating 20 years of a generation, which pretty much a re- an hour-long retrospective on Toonami, its highs, its lows, you know, its you know hiatus and all that good stuff. The guy who ran it is also a huge pro wrestling nerd like us, and he came and he came into the panel doing Shinsuke Nakamura's you know WWE entrance. Is it the same as his um his New Japan theme or something different? It's the one uh, he uses in WWE. To the point we actually like ran up to the table and did the you know, thing where he grabs the table and arches back. Mm. And he was a big dude too, bigger than me. And he and he gets there like like I don't know how he does that, man. But that was a pretty 
That was a lot of fun. That's good. Let's see. Um, oh, no, another one was a uh, epic con stories. By this time, I had changed into Dan. Right. And you know, you know, basically, the panel was everyone like talk, like listening and telling their own, you know, awesome stories about what's happened to them during the conventions. Well, any conventions. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. I told him a story about how I got Veronica Taylor to sign my first Ash jacket. Yeah. I thought that was nice. But generally, like, a lot of, you know, feel-good stories as a whole. But, well, like, while well, one guy's telling the, uh, his story, I forget what it was about, this Sagat cosplayer walks in. Right. He, t- he takes a seat, like, in a row, like, across from me. And, like, he's, like, dead on to, like, you know, tall, bald, has the eye patch, has it taped up right. And he sees me, and because first of all, have you ever played a, any of the Street Fighter Alpha games? Anyone? I have. The story between for down initiate the story between Dan and Sagat is in Dan's past. Sagat's like Dan's father Go, you know, fought Sagat, which is how Sagat lost his eye. Mm-hmm. And in a rage, he beat Go Hibiki to death. And that was what motivated Dan to get into martial arts. Mm-hmm. And comes Street Fighter Alpha 2, Dan beats Sagat, but he doesn't know that Sagat you know, throws a fight for his own reasons. He declares that, I've avenged you, father! You know, and goes in a whole psycho dojo stuff. Right, right. So he got to uh, play that out for a little bit after the panel was over. Okay, was that's fun. cool. And... <clears throat> Yeah, there was the uh, Press Your Luck panel I went to. You asked me to record on a month, on 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, how was the Press Your Luck panel? How was it? It was sparsely populated. Mm. It's like there's like one like one or two other people in there that weren't contestants. But it, like for what it's worth, the <clears throat> the game towards the, the end of the second game it got pretty lively and pretty exciting. So. Probably some people are probably like quote unquote hydrated, decided to roll in, you know. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Also, the guy who runs it, well, it's the same people who went to like like a New York Comic Con in the past. Right. Because I was telling about the story, like how I was on it, like, like, oh yeah, I remember you. Went in the round the second spin round with uh, three whammies and ten spins and mm-hmm. I whammied out in like two minutes. Yeah. You remember that when you were dressed as Luigi shooting it. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> that was fun until I crashed and burned horribly. Mm. But yeah, that's a, that's how Friday went for me. Oh, okay. Also, like, uh, what's the name of the uh, original host of the Miss America pageant? Um, um, Makoshan Ichigo, do you all remember? Burt Parks, there it okay. is, Burt Parks. Okay. In the courtyard of the Sheraton Hotel, which is where we're staying, on one of the paths, there is a bronze statue of Burt Parks with his arms stretched out, holding the tiara for Miss America. Mm-hmm. And more than once, I saw girls, you know, standing just under it, like, like with the like expression, oh my god, I won, I won, I won! Because, you know, just made for a perfect photo op. Yes. Also, the... Because of all the history of the Miss America pageant, the hotel was crawling with the Miss America memorabilia. Well, that's because it's the hotel that they stay at. 
Oh, I know. See, I think next year we we got to go back, Marco. You have to do the you have to get your picture under that statue again as uh Mandy from Grim Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> With her arms folded and a scowl that would make you turn to stone. Exactly. That would work. I could do that. Mhm. But, yeah, you guys went to the casino, and I was just, you know, too burned out, and I had a massive headache, so I just turned in early. Gotcha. Now, before we uh, went to the casino, uh, me and uh, Diego, we went up to the rave. Now, one thing I can say about Anime Nexus uh, con dance is it's like this. If Friday sucks, Saturday is better. If Friday is good, Saturday is going to be great. If Friday is off the wall... There's a slim chance Saturday nights is going to suck. Now, one thing I did I noticed is that I'm thinking about Anime They have the the dances in two different locations because you know Friday night there's not going to be a lot of people there, and then Saturday night make room, make room. So it was I believe it was up on the fourth floor. And what in in the autograph room? It, I went up there and it was nice. It reminded me of you know. Of how it wasn't so crowded and the type of music I was playing at Zenkai's uh, dance. Now, as I'm bouncing around dancing on the floor, I started to notice the floorboards were starting to get loose. Now, before anybody starts freaking out, if you notice when you go to a hotel and there's like a, a wedding reception or a dance, something like that, they put down these pieces of wood for the floor called the dance floor or floorboards as people will call them they put that down and you tape it up and that's where everybody would dance and i guess it would just it just feels better when you're dancing and gliding around especially if you're doing spins and turns because you don't want to do that on a carpet so and i noticed it started to, to, to get loose you know so i kind of stayed in certain areas on the floor so that i don't accidentally you know twist turn dislocate my knee you know, I already did that once I'm not trying to do that again well you trip on a seam in the floor and just you know face plant right on the, on the ground right now Saturday no before we get into that Mako Chan you were there for one day on Friday what is your take what's your thoughts um I went basically just to see how everything was uh, I have not been able to go to the last couple of anime nexts, mainly because I get extreme anxiety in very, very crowded and packed areas. Mm -hmm. And the last few anime nexts have been horrible. Um, so I just wanted to go and see what it was going to be like, and I was very, very happy to see just how open everything is, just how much room there is, um, that even if you're not going to panels or anything like that, and you're basically just going to hang out with your friends, that there's plenty of room to do that. There's plenty of room for photo ops that you don't have to be in everybody's way. Um, the hallways and everything that you're walking down are pretty wide. And yeah, I was very happy with that. I was not so happy to end up 
getting stuck with who I was stuck with um, while you guys were in the dance. I must have missed but, that part. Uh, um, I, I ended up speaking with uh, two parents that were there. Oh, 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 you gotta tell that. Yeah, so um, on and on and on about you know, what was going on in their life. And then they go and get a drink and they come back and, you know, complete talk about man hating and, you know, BS like that. And, you know, just, it, it was very awkward. Mm. Like I'm sitting there just trying to read and they're just talking and talking and talking to me. And I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, I get it, yeah, no. And then a couple of guys came in in nothing but booty shorts. And the two of them are, like, drooling over them. Meanwhile, they're probably, like, half their age. I think I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, they, they were kind of muscular, weren't they, just a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, they I they were um buff Pokemon, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. They yes, were they were Pokemon. Yeah, there were there were women that were losing their shit over them in the in the in their dance. Yeah, well these women were uh -huh. Yeah. Um and one of them said something and then turned to me and said, Oh my god, you're of age, right? I'm not like totally talking to somebody that's underage about this kind of crap. What? And I'm like, I'm like, okay, maybe it's just really dark and all of that because I know I look a lot younger than I actually am, but I don't look that much younger than I actually am. But yeah, it, it was a very interesting conversation and I was very glad to be rescued to go gambling. Yay. Money. Yeah. Yeah, money, money, go bye-bye. <laughs> I was just playing penny slots, and psh, all my money, go bye-bye. That sweet release of money loss. Yeah. Luckily, I didn't play with a lot of money. And I wasn't going to put in any more money when it was just lose, 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 lose. So, yeah. Having to go to work the next day really, really sucked, though. Yeah, how come? Because you had to go um, to work? Well, one, because I had to work, and uh, two, because we didn't even leave the casinos until after 3 o'clock. Yeah, I, see, that's partially my fault. Because, I mean, I, that's not the first time I've been to the casinos, because me and Mako, we've been down here but a couple of times before. We just kind of bounced around. But this is the first time I actually walked around and got and kind of gotten what it's all about yeah i don't blame you either because mm -hmm. mr i keep winning money wasn't you know he was on a winning streak and didn't want to leave yeah <laughs> so and I he got greedy so his winnings weren't as big as he wanted them to be yeah yeah so i don't blame him for not wanting to leave but at the same time i'm like uh yeah Originator actually don't like to gamble, so I just went there to, you know, go and hang out, but I'm not the type of person to sit there and just gamble. Well, he just said if 
if you like to gamble, he has a bridge to sell you. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, now, uh, but yeah, I mean, that was that was Friday. It was. I liked the area. Everybody was going on about, you know, oh, it's a horrible area. Oh, it's a horrible area. It's actually not. It really, it really isn't. I mean, you're smack dab in the middle of the outlets that are there. So there's mm -hmm. tons of shopping. There's tons of food. Uh, the McDonald's is open 24 hours. So anybody that, you know, got hungry later on, it was within walking distance. Well, stumbling um, distance if you're coming from the rave. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, just the other stuff that was in that area, unless you were actually at the casino hotels, mm -hmm. that was a little bit of a walk. Still not horrible, but it was a little bit of a walk. And they had jitney services running throughout the city. Exactly. Yeah. It's including a line specifically for the convention. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there were definitely ways to get to the convention center without having to walk across town. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people complaining that it was too expensive. You didn't have to stay in the hotels that were in the city. They had transportations from the hotels that were right outside of Atlantic City directly to the convention center. So, yeah, you didn't have to spend an arm and a leg to stay in Atlantic City. It was fun to stay in Atlantic City, but you didn't have to. And I know there's a lot of complaints about, you know, oh, it's a, an adult convention now, and it's not. The amount of kids I saw there was absolutely ridiculous. But you know what it is now? It's not just a convention for little kids that parents can drop them off. It can actually be a full weekend of family events. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the kids can go into the convention, and I'm not saying, you know, five- and six-year-olds. I'm saying, you know, 16-, 17-year-olds can go into the convention. The parents can go gamble a little bit. They all can go out to dinner. They all can hang out at the beach. It doesn't have to be a just-this-is-convention. There's so much other stuff to do that it doesn't have to, you know, just be mom or dad or both sitting and drinking in the hotel room the entire time. Uh -huh. There's stuff for them to do now that can make it more of a family event. Yeah, because um, I actually got into... Plus, it's not okay. like the convention is specifically 21 plus anymore at all, you know? True. Um, now, in our chat room at live.bikenetwork.com, Dark Tetsuya says, so anime cons must be rough, I'd imagine. Well, yes and no. Um, this is why I tell people if you really if you like our reviews of anime cons and you want to check them out, start with the small ones, small conventions, then move up because you might get overwhelmed being at maybe AX, Otakon, ASEN, Acon, the big ones where there's like anywhere from ten thousand to a hundred thousand people. But if you can met, if you can negotiate through comic conventions like that without any issues, then by all means. And also, a lot of the bigger name conventions, especially things like Otacon and um, other cons, are actually starting to have free events on Thursdays before their convention. Mm -hmm. I know Otacon specifically has the Matsuri, which is basically this free little festival. So that in the beginning of the weekend, you know, on Thursday afternoon when people are picking up their pre-reg badges, if you're not quite sure you want to go or if you're not quite sure about Japanese culture, 
you can come over and enjoy an international known band from Japan, yeah. or you can come over and enjoy some different food trucks, and mm -hmm. you can come over and enjoy games and the anime clubs and stuff from the local area and from the national area. So it really just depends on your comfort level. I know personally I'm an introvert, so I like being locked up in the Hilton for the weekend of Otakon when there's over like 20,000 to 30,000 people, mm -hmm. and I don't have to deal with them. It's like makes my day. But I know that it can be very, very overwhelming. Also, a lot of smaller cons are popping up. Um, the only thing I would stress is make sure that it's being held by a reputable source because a lot of small cons that are popping up now are being run by shady back, like back, I don't know, they're like behind the scenes assholes and they're not very kosher and they're not really good for our community because they're being run by people who are, um, basically notoriously known for their bad business skills, their bad relationships business-wise, and their bad treatment of attendees as well as in their own personal relationships that bleeds over. So just know your stuff, know your comfort level, and you'll have a good time. Down, girl, down. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> you gotta say what you gotta say, so. Yeah, I get I get that, believe you me. I, I, I get that. Um, let's see. Um, to, to what to uh, Dr. Tsuyu was saying about crowds. Yeah. I mean, anime cons are only rough if you're not used to being in crowds, pretty much. I mean, in comparison between anime next of last year and this year, this year was a breeze. I mean, norm the only time I really complained about my feet is if I go to Sakura Matsuri because of all the walking I do and how hilly it is. Here, I mean, it's flat roads and all the walking. I was like, I was really feeling it on my feet at the end of the day. You know, I, I, I really was. Now, uh, Saturday, I was kind of expecting it to be a lot more crowded. I'm going to assume that it was, but it just didn't feel that way. Again, it's because of how laid out everything was. There was no inching along trying to get to point A to point B. You could just run, walk, and glide. And what was really nice, I liked the fact that there was a there was a some nice spots for doing photo shoots. Like right outside of the convention center, there's a set of stairs that take you to the Atlantic sit to the uh, NJ Transit uh, train. We had our Sailor Moon shoot there until you know a couple of people had to get, were coming in and off the train but the, the steps it was really nice inside the convention center first of all when you walk in a little bit towards the left there's an underside where the uh where you go in and out for parking there's a nice little under underside area there that's good for photo shoots and up on the fourth floor um across from where they on the other side from where they had um, the autograph signing was a nice open area that was also perfect for photo shoots. They had the Love Live shoot over there. Now, also back on the first floor, um, we were getting together for the JoJo uh, shoot. We ended up doing it like across from the location I told you about the underside because there was a car on display that was kind of, you know, stanchioned off. And Mako-chan, nobody touched it. I'm surprised. I know, right? <laughs> um, 
and we had our photo shoot then. That was fun. The main thing I picked up was how chill everything was. And yes, to reiterate to what Mako-chan was saying about the location, once you get off the Atlantic City Expressway or and so forth, when you're driving, buses or whatever, you do see some regular, you do, it does look a little bit suburbanish. And then once you go past those few blocks, boom, the casinos are right there, the major ones, the hotels, the convention center. It's all right there. To be perfectly honest, you don't even have, you don't have to leave the area. I mean, you can walk to the casinos and back and it's pretty much really chill. I mean, when, when I had gone to the casino, there was a lot of con goers there. So, you know, I assume that was one of the reasons why the dance wasn't as um, packed. Now, plus seeing a bunch of, you know, kids in costumes for a science, for what they would see as a science fiction convention, isn't the craziest or more dist- most disturbing thing people have seen in the city. Pretty much. Now, Let's talk about the uh, dance. I went back up there Saturday night. And they, long story short, they had to shut it down and relocate it. Remember what I said earlier about the floorboards? Mm -hmm. That happened again. It got to the point where they were being separated to where it was going to be cause of damage. And when when they actually were to clear out because they were going to fix it, people were chanting for Somerset. I'm like... Y'all can go back to Somerset. Y'all can enjoy being crowded up like that. Y'all can do that. I, I, I'm not. And I mean, I was kind of perturbed by that because they were saying it's going to take about an hour for it to, to be fixed. I'm like, by that time, the rave, the rave dance is going to be over. So me and a few friends, we walked over towards main events and we're like, well, why didn't they just do it in main events like always? I mean, I get that they have the space for it, but, you know. Because that's where they were going to do it. Then they moved it to the lobby. So you walked into the convention center and there were already people dancing and raving right there. That was amazing. Now, I, I, I guess you could say that was an issue per se. But I have to say, staffers at Anime Next, they were on that and they totally fixed that. Now, my other gripe was the autograph lines. Now, I usually don't do autograph sessions, but the uh, creator of Black Lagoon was there, and the voice for Azusa Shiratori from Ranma One Half was there, so I did get some autographs done. The one for Black Lagoon, I was in and out, because I got there half hour prior, so, so I had to wait about an hour. So I look at it this way. When it comes to autograph lines, if you show up an hour to 30 minutes prior there's a good chance you'll be waiting about an hour tops so you know then I went to see about uh, panty and stocking so I just realized I had three autograph sessions I did so trigger was there now last year I went and I didn't have to wait long because it was early Sunday morning and you know people tend to sleep in not everybody's going to do it so I went to get my uh, panty and stocking uh, box set signed, so now I have a legitimate reason to buy the Blu-rays. I was on that line for three hours. Damn. Jesus. My feet were hurting. I was cranky. I was hungry. One of the positives out of that, I did meet a couple of people 
who did Angel Stocking and Angel Panty, and that was fun. So I have to update my Gardabelt cosplay, because that's going to be one of my reserve cosplays to take the cons. So, you know. But anywho, I got there on time. Now, with most conventions, they generally have a rule of one autograph per person. Now, sometimes you can kind of get away with it. Like, I know at Otakon one year, Inui Kikuo signed my Ranma One Half art book and my Doko first pamphlet. You know, and I, and I truly love and adore that. So, Trigger was there, and it is, there's three, it's three to, um, people that work there that come every year. So, what they do is they do autographs, and they do caricatures and drawings, you know, on, on their pro- projects. And I think that's really cool. But the issue was that people were showing up with stacks of DVDs. They wanted multiple stuff in the areas signed and so forth. I don't think Anime Next really has a autograph uh, code of conduct or policy, but I think in cases such as this, this should be invoked because it ran later than normal and in the autograph room was supposed to be another event, which is their dance. So thankfully they were able to move the chair, the desks, the tables outside and we were able to stay on the line to get our autographs. Now, um, we go back into the chat room at uh, live.vognetwork.com and Bob Coffee says, more like wake up at 4.30 a.m. to get tickets which may or may not guarantee you an autograph. Well, I've only had to do that once for um, what was it? Uh, BronyCon. Uh, see, I had to get uh, my autographs for um, her name escapes me and I can't believe Tara Strong and a couple of other uh, voice actors for um, for Act Def. See, that wasn't so bad because thankfully the lines weren't that long and I had a friend who was able to buy me a ticket for that. And what they do now, what a lot of autographers do, they will personalize it so you can't turn around and resell it. Granted, there's a couple of voice actors and actors, they'll just do a generic signing, which is cool. Personally, I like it like that because I think I, so I can kind of show it off or something. But, you know, it it's whatever. And Bob says that smells like online resellers. I I know if it's more if it was like a comic con thing, then, yeah, I would believe that. But this not so much. Uh, let's see. Um, Ari, how was the masquerade since I could not go because during the time of the masquerade and World Cosplay Summit, I was doing two back-to-back autograph sessions. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, yeah, I ended up having to be at the back of the line for mm-hmm. it, you know, as they went in, and it was in this big, you know, warehouse slash studio slash hangar. That was, you know, that was most it was one of the main know, events. Yeah, huh? that was the most likely the main events room. Mm-hmm. And, and I was there, as, you know, I was still in my Ash cosplay the full regalia mm-hmm. and one of the skits was a team rocket outfit you know singing the whole the song from one of the uh Amer- american released albums i forget which one it was right uh, well there are a lot of pretty good skits out there there's although the one gambit cosplayer doing a bow staff cotta to a lincoln bar kind of mm-hmm. give me some bad flashbacks 
a lot of bad AMVs. <laughs> I I know that feeling. We when I hear bad AMVs, my first thought is Dragon Ball Z, then then Naruto. In the end, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the World Cosplay Summit was pretty fun. Yeah? They're like, there, there are a lot of good skits, a lot of nice props and all. That's good. And I thought Uncle Yo was joking when he said it was sponsored by Brother. No. Brother has, all, has been one of the major sponsors for World Cosplay Summit. Yeah, and I got to find out the find out the hard way when they were giving out awards and there were two those big banners on the either end of the stage with the brother logo on. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And the one the one lady the representative there was a she gave out a bunch of sewing machines to some of the people, and mm-hmm. they were and one woman I don't know if you saw the footage was you know just like lost, completely lost it right there. I'm not surprised because I mean. One of my friends from the West Coast, um, there's a story I'm going to tell you about that in just a bit. She competed, and she is, and I, and I believe she is part of the qualifying rounds to go. And I hope she does end up winning and representing us in Japan for this year. I've never priced, um, <clears throat> I've never priced sewing machines before. Are they typically expensive. It depends. I mean, if you're looking for, if you just want a regular so everyday sewing machine, you're going to spend about $100. If you just need to do patchwork, little projects here and there, nothing fancy. But if you're looking to really get into cosplay and do some, do a lot of cosplaying, a lot of sewing and so forth. You're going to end up dropping like three or 400 on one. Pretty much. There's like certain. It's brands. like one of those big uh, KitchenAid mixers. Yeah. There are certain brands you do purchase, you do look out for, you know. And honestly, you know, you can always ask various commissioners, like, what they use and what to look for, you know. And since we're on this topic, if you are looking for good on, like, what type of sewing machines to get or and so forth, check out uh, Sei and Yaten over at Kinmoku Revolution. Uh, tell them the staff here at Anime Jam sent you, sent you over, and um, they'll give you some good advice, you know. You know, it does also help if you want to contact me. Hey. I've been doing this for a while. I've been working for sewing machine dealers, and um, sewing machines can go anywhere from, you know, $50 for the general hemming machine to over $10,000 um, for your fancy machine that does everything except for make your coffee. So, yeah. Give them time. We're working on that one. <laughs> Get, uh, you can definitely get in contact with me. I use all vintage machines. I think the machine that I've been using most of my time was like $5 from a yard sale. So, And it's been what I've used on like most of my cosplay. But anyway, back to the report. But I'll, Yes. And you can also contact Ichigo Gami as well. So I, I'm sorry. Okay? I, I'm sorry. Alright, so... The winning skit mm-hmm. for the from the masquerade ended up being something with Fire Emblem Fates. And I know you're a Fire Emblem fanboy, so you must have loved that. I honestly didn't think that skit was all that good. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, granted, I like the game and all, but, you know, I just wasn't feeling it. Uh, also, like, uh, again, Uncle, so I mentioned Uncle Yo, he was emceeing it. Mm-hmm. And he was having a lot of fun. Yes. And I had and I mentioned this a couple of times that my that my friends, my two friends who uh, 
don't, you know, go to conventions on it, who know that I do. Mm-hmm. And like, between the three of us, we have this running joke going on about us that we're the three members of the Shield. Yeah. I'm, I'm Seth Rollins, and the one guy Rob is uh, Roman Reigns, and Mike is Dean Ambrose. And I try to convince him, yeah, you guys should probably come to one of these conventions. You, you'd love it. And he said, like, "Are we going to dress up as a shield?" You're like, yeah, people do, you know, uh-huh. pro wrestling cosplay all the yes, time. Yes, And I don't know if he would play ball on this. I'm, I'm really not sure, but I had the idea where we would do a skit where we would just ambush and triple power bomb someone through a table. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to say it out loud because if he actually saw it, he'd probably, you know, unfriend or ban me or whatever. Like, I'm thinking, how would Uncle Yo feel about taking a triple power bomb bump through a table for a skit? Funny you should mention that. I mean, I'm going to quickly reference back to Castle Point where they had Cosmic Pro Wrestling. They had a jobber there as Uncle Yo, and he was pretty much taking a beating from Giovanni or Team Rocket, so... Anywho. Yeah, because I saw his little, you know, folding tables at Walmart, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe if I get something like a, like an old, you know, wrestling mat, and I'll cut it and trim it and put it on that, it'll cushion the fall some. But yeah, I'm, I'm thinking way too much about this for something that, n- that I am the only person on, bo- on board for. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth, someone on my Facebook page said, hey, I'll bust out my old Mae Young cosplay, and you can triple powerbomb me. Eh, what? I'm. Hey, why not? You know, shit. For those of you who remember the Attitude Era, you know, Mae Young was, you know, was in her seventies and could still take some. It was still more than willing to take some of the biggest bumps in and her seventies. Before she passed, a woman was still taking bumps mm-hmm. like a champ. Yeah, one of the biggest table spots in Raw was a done but to her by Bubba Ray Dudley who looked like he fucking came when the camera zoomed in on him. He always looks like that when he does the bubble bomb. But anywho, now Sunday I had a lot of fun on Sunday because here's the thing, if you don't know about me, is that when I do my when I'm in cosplay mode, right, cosplay photography mode, I just go ahead and take a picture, hand you a card and keep going. I forget to stop and talk to people I'm taking pictures of, you know, and compliment them. I do, but not as much as I should. And that's what I really enjoyed about Sunday. I made more new awesome friends. I just chilled out. I'm, and I met this one staffer who was also doing photography. And I learned a couple of things from him with my speed light. So I'm very thankful for that. Um... Again, Sunday did kind of feel a bit like Friday, but again, it was just a number of people that were there. Now, I do know if you go up to the second floor, that's where you always saw a bulk, the bulk of the fandoms and con-goers at. And, and I did like that there were some tables laid out where you could chill out. There were some people I saw kind of like like kind of chilling on the floor and this or that, and they weren't really being bothered. And I'm And I'm cool with that. Now, overall, is Anime Next worth going back to? Absolutely. Is it worth going down Thursday night? Maybe. Now, here's the thing. People were complaining about 
the prices of the hotels. And I'll let it's a Mako... sports trap. It's, it's yeah. bound to happen. Yeah, and I'll let Mako-chan kind of cover that because she's been to Atlantic City more times than I have, so... What, the price? No, the mm-hmm. price of the hotels are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And they're ridiculous because it's Atlantic City. Yes. You want to save some money but still stay in Atlantic City, get your tickets from Friday to Sunday and stay outside of the city on Thursday. You want to save even more money, stay outside of the city the entire time and just take the train in. Because guess what? The train goes right to the convention center. It's no right muss, downstairs. no fuss. Yep, the train is right downstairs. Now, okay. and, most of the, and most of the hotels that are outside of the city are across the street from the train station. The only way you're going to really get a cheap room in Atlantic City is if you get comped by the casinos. And the mm-hmm. only way you're going to get comped by the casinos is if you pour lots and lots of money into the slots. Yeah, I yeah the, the casino comps are only from, they go Sunday night to Thursday night. Some of them only do Sunday night to Wednesday night because they realize that Thursday is, you know, leading into Friday, leading into the weekend. Mm-hmm. So unless you already spend a shit ton of money at the casinos in order to get a weekend comp, that's not the easiest way to go about it. Yeah. Now, as for the price, now there are three conventions off the top of my head where hotel rooms are pretty pricey. Otakon. Anime Boston, and now Anime Next. Because these are conventions that here on the East Coast, pretty much, you're looking to spend at least a minimum of $179 a night. And I believe for us it was $219 a night. Yes, I get that it's pricey, but you know what? I'd rather drop $219 a night so I'm only 10 minutes walking from the convention center back and forth. Not just as a press person, but also as a cosplayer. If you're... If you're not really into cosplaying as much, one of the more further away hotels is fine because you're just going to show up, do your thing, and go back and then return, you know? that's And that's exactly what it is. Now, can I, hmm? can I make another note real quick, Rama? Go for it. And, of course, when you're going to a convention, you really want to factor in for all of your expenses. And this includes everything from food to hotel to the supplies you'll need to get down there to gas if you're paying your friend. And if you can't afford it, just don't go. Save up for another convention. Make it a more enjoyable environment for yourself by not stressing yourself out if you're going to be able to attend or get a hotel room or you're going to have to sleep you know, in the pre-reg line or outside Ooh. because you couldn't afford a hotel room. Be a smart con goer. Don't work hard, work smart. And that's all I have to say. Yeah, we'll definitely, uh, yeah. Um, I think we're actually going to do a special, we'll probably do an episode about that soon. But um, there are people. The, who other, somebody, th- yeah. the other thing that I said is it is, you know, very, vacation oriented Mm -hmm. just because you don't have somebody that can be in your hotel room that you know wants to go to the convention with you you don't necessarily have to fill your hotel room with just convention goers if you've only got one friend that wants to go to the convention find two more that have you know gambling on the brain and there you go you've got four people for a room and it's easy enough to you know do your own thing Mm-hmm. Don't think that you have to find somebody that wants to go to the convention now. 
Now, now, and you know, and I was looking for a couple extra people to stay in my room, and I'm giving them price. They're like, it's too expensive. I was kind of hoping to spend no more than a hundred bucks a person. Look, if you want to cheap your way out and go stay at a motel, that's fine. But don't go complaining on the forums about how how bad your con experience was because you stayed at a at a half-ass hotel or half-ass motel. Yeah, the motels in Atlantic City would probably be pretty skeevy. Probably. I'm being optimistic. <laughs> All right. So, now, and the funny, I think, you know, one thing I did notice this year, how easy it was to catch an elevator all weekend long, including on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe, you know, yes, the Sheraton was sold out, but I think it wasn't as many con goers in there per se, you know, or if there was, it was more respectable adultish um, people. Now, I do hope for next year for Anime Next, there's some more adult-oriented stuff like have a formal, have a couple of more 18 plus, 21 plus one events, you know? Because when, like I said, when we first started out these conventions, we were we were young. Now we're kind of getting up there. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and I will say this about Anime Next. You know, we've talked about this convention like for the last five years, for as long as we've done this show. You know, we've had some slight issues, but they've always come through and done the best they could to fix it. You know, I really think this was one of their better moves, and I had a great time. You know, if you're going to sit there and complain that it's too far away or it's not this or your parents are not going to let. Well, again, like we said earlier tonight, there are other conventions you can go to. Quit complaining, step to the side and let other people step up so they can go and have a good time. And that uh, brings us to the open forum topic. Because it because of what because of the issues about Anime Next, which was the move aspect, which again, no problems here. That was our open forum topic, and we want to hear from you about that. And the open forum topic is where we ask you a question about a topic that pertains to tonight's show, anime conventions, or anything along those lines. If you don't want us to use your real name, please put a different name before you post your answer, and we actually keep it civil. And we also have the Skype line open as well. So if you've gone to Anime Next and you want to chime in and, you know, tell us what you think of the convention, by all means, tell us. Um, this week's open forum topic is con traveling and relocating. Anime Next has gotten a lot of flack for moving to Atlantic City. Some are saying it's too far, others not so much. We want to know... If you think the move was worth it, how far would you have traveled for this con? Have you traveled further than normal for any other convention you have been to? Uh, Shinji Akari says it was absolutely worth it. We had a great time, and having everything in one building made it a lot more convenient. And it was nice having the beach and boardwalk within walking distance. And I forgot there was a beach, and I didn't even bother going down there. I should have gone down there and got some good shots and came back. But Kelly the Mighty says... I'd be willing to travel anywhere I could to get affordable accommodations. Basically, if I have friends in the state of the con I'm interested in, I'll either I, I'll offer either money or cover food on a weekend in exchange for crash space and bathroom. If no friends, I'm willing to share rooms for cheap. 
probably not go international unless it's an amazing event. We had a couple of friends, uh, Carmeluna Cosplay, they just did WCS in the Netherlands. So that, that was amazing. Now, I honestly believe if the con is worth it, make the travel. If it's too, a little bit too further than normal, skip it and try again next year. Like, I used to do Animazement all the time, and they moved from Raleigh to Durham. And, you know, I'm like, okay, it's just an extra half hour on the bus. No harm, no foul. And as time goes on, I just couldn't make the trip down, and I kind of missed that. As for Anime Next, it's worth it. You just got to remember, you know, when you're getting down there, you're, you're about two, three blocks from the hotel, from the bus station. And when you're going back, it is better suggested that you go to um, the casinos and board the bus there. Um, every, I'm opening this up to everybody, as I always do. Um, was it? Do you think it was worth uh, the trip down Anime Next or any other convention people? I think Anime Next is off to a good start moving down to Atlantic City. Okay. For, for a lot of the same reasons. Everything's, you know, contained in the same, <clears throat> in the same, you know, climate-controlled building. Everything's nice and spread out, so I guess it would look a little bit, you know, sparse. But that's only because we're not used to seeing everyone you know, <clears throat> packed like sardines in the yeah. lobby at the Doubletree. It's sort of like how when Anime Next first started out when they were, at, when they were in the Meadowlands, you know? Mm-hmm. And plus, you know, it's a lot easier for me to get down there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like it. <laughs> Mako. Um, give me a second. Okay. Where'd you go? I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find right now the capacity numbers for the convention center. Okay. Because that's going to tell you just how much room this convention has to grow. Last year's convention was 14,000 people in a small-ass hotel in a convention center that is literally two or three rooms and everything else had to be in other places because there was no freaking room. Uh, I mean, well, it is 600,000 square feet, so... Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't get to attend Animazement. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, sorry. I didn't get to attend this particular con, but I did get to attend Animazement. Sorry, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as con moves, um, I think a lot of it depends too on what, you know, Mako-chan is saying is the space that you can grow into. Um, because with Otakon, they're, we're getting ready to move next year in 2017 and we're moving to a convention center that I know pretty darn well now. I've seen the inside and outside of it quite a few times because AwesomeCon is also held there. And, um... When signage is really good in the building, when technology is really good in the building, even if the convention feels small in the beginning, I feel like it adds to a convention, especially things um, where maybe they started out in a small hotel room or something like that, and they're starting to grow into the bigger numbers, 
Once you start to hit 20,000 and up, you really need those bigger convention-like spaces, those bigger environments that you can spread out, but it's all collected in one area. And unfortunately, not a lot of convention centers in the United States <clears throat> have the allowances for that. And so it gets a little harder, especially with so many conventions up and coming, for the different bigger conventions to find spaces where they can kind of take over for the weekends. Um, but I'm definitely all for it. I think it's really cool, and I'm hoping that I get to make a chance to come up there next year to visit you guys slash go to the con. Yay. But again, trying to be a responsible, financial savvy adult. We'll see what happens next year. We'll see if cosplay actually pays the bills, but I am not holding my breath. <laughs> yeah, I can't find anything in regards to that. Because if, if last year's anime next numbers were 14,000, I'm going to say the numbers are going to be slightly higher or lower. Um, I mean, there, there's even just at the 14,000, mm -hmm. that's in an extremely small area. So obviously you're going to have the ability to have, you know, a lot of growth in this area. Gotcha. That means that, you know, if they stay here, there's a very good chance that they're not moving again from this site for quite a while. And I like the sound of that. And speaking of, mm -hmm. and speaking of sounds, we have a call on the Skype line. You're live on Anime Jam Session. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello? You are live on Anime Jam Session. Who do we have the honor of speaking to tonight? All I hear is typing. Hold on for one second. Oh, everything is fine on this end. Hold on. Can you hear us now, caller? Shinji says to give him a second. I think he might be having some technology issues. Okay, all right. I'll get ready to say now is not the time for that. It's all your fault, Rama. How was it my fault? You started. As usual. You started it with your home cooking, Akane. Hey! I'm actually getting a lot better with that, thank you. And that's the part I'm kind of afraid of. Do I still need to have 911 on speed dial? Do I need to have my baka mallet an inch from your face? Ooh, kinky. You perm. <sighs> I'm pretty sure I'm she's going to be one. ignoring any safe words. <laughs> God. All right, um, we're going to hang up on the caller. We'll have him uh, call back and see if we can try this again. Here we go. All right, we're going to try this again. You're live on Anime Jam Session. Who are we talking to tonight? I am, why am I not hearing anything? Hold on. I, I don't, I'm not hearing, I'm not hearing you. Shinji, get in the damn robot. <laughs> God get in damn. The, get in the damn podcast. I, I think the Skype gods are being are being total dicks to us tonight. Um, hold on. I'm gonna try something real quick.
To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase Typhoon. He's going to have a tea party with Gurr and there we go. Okay. Hello. Hi. Hi. We hear you now. We hear you. Oh, hello. (laughs) Evidently, uh, Skype did not like the output coming out, so I had to switch output. So we're good. We're good. All right. So yeah, I was down there for the weekend for Anime Next, and uh, yeah, it was. I thought it was great being in Atlantic City for the weekend, like I said in my uh, response to the open topic. Mm -hmm. But uh, one of the things that I got to do, which I don't usually get to do because I'm not usually staying at the con, uh, is the cosplay as acting panel. Oh, yeah? And uh, yeah, the the one session that I got to do Saturday night was essentially an extended version of Whose Line Is It Anyway? with your (laughs) cosplay characters. So... In character, as we were going, you know, uh, Shinji, of course, for me, and then uh, there were many others, uh, including uh, the guy who does uh, Iroh mm-hmm. from Avatar. Oh, oh, cool, old man Iroh. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah. He was in there, and then there were a couple of uh, the members of the Oron Host Club as well. Uh, <laughs> so we had quite an interesting mix of people, and we got to do, uh, yeah, some... Uh, character interviews and then a lot of the uh just just complete improv so just scenes out of a hat for all intent purposes so various duos and trios and a lot of physical improv and everything else so we got to have a lot of fun so that was one of those uh things that yeah for this year was definitely different and a lot of fun to do and being able to be there late at night and in the one convention center got to see all that uh excitement as people were leaving the dance room (laughs) oh that was fun now uh you were at anime next last year correct i was yes in comparison to last year and this year what do you think I like the fact that there was a lot more room in the dealers area and in the artist alley it seemed a lot more open um plus we weren't cattle shooted around in the dealer's room in artist alley oh no no not at all and last year i guess it was like oh that was the year it was about 95 outside for the entire weekend (laughs) so having to go from one hotel to the other to get to the gaming area or or the karaoke area or whatever Mm -hmm. and some of the panels was brutal especially for the cosplayers i mean you're in all those layers and then you're trying to go across the street on the asphalt when it's 100 degrees outside pretty much but yeah, just having it all in the convention center. I don't. Uh, we only went outside when we absolutely wanted to. <laughs> so, not that it was bad. It was actually very pleasant this week, uh, this, that weekend. So. Well, I'm glad you like it, and hopefully, we'll definitely see you again next year. You know. Absolutely. All right. Before you get out of here, you mind telling the listeners where they can also hear you at, my friend? That's right. Uh, I'm actually the lead host for the Critical Myth Show on the VogNetwork.com. Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. How you are able to do it three nights a week, I'll never know, and I respect you more for it, man. (laughs) Gendo makes me do it. (laughs) Of course he does. You are right about that, Ichigo. Oh, Sorry, Gendo, force oh, of habit. Yeah, Gendo's theme, Gendo's theme. Okay, gotcha on that. Gendo's song. Yeah. It's Gendo. Da-da-dunch, 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 da-da-dunch. 
The thing there's an actual HD quality version of it, you know, on the um, on 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 friggin' YouTube just kind of astounds me. I'll have to look for it. All right, now that we're coming out to the end, we all know what time it is. Oh boy! Strange news from Japan. You know, I'm going to take the first story. Okay. I guess, R, you could take the second one, and either of our lovely ladies can fight over the last one. Ew! Of course. (laughs) Of course. Maybe we'll read it together. Oh, my. Oh, my. No, you can can definitely take it. (laughs) Oh my! I I, I I I burn my brain out just reading it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Two teens were arrested for extorting 2.3 million yen from a classmate. Wow. In Chiba Prefecture, two 14-year-old junior high school students from Enzai were arrested for forcing a classmate to pay them 2.3 million yen, which is about roughly $230,000, I believe, give or take. No, it's 22,000. 22,000, okay. Wow, inflation. According to the police, back in May, two teens began bullying the classmate, which is also 14, and they were beating him with school sandals and ordered him to bring money to school, as reported by Fuji TV. Boy took a total of 2.3 million in cash from his parents without their knowledge and gave it to his tormentor in three installments. The incident came to light after the mother of one of the bullies called the school, reporting that her son was carrying a computer and a significant amount of cash she was not aware he had. The two boys were quoted by police as saying they were wanting to use the money to play around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right and wrong ways of extortion. This is not enough. This is neither or. This is amateur level shit. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Okay, I'll move it right along. Ari? Uh, yeah, hang on. Let me just uh, bring it up. It's my, uh, water fox is fucking freezing. Yeah, oh, there's an update, like version 47 is out, or something like that. Right, let me try bringing it up on my phone. And it's saying, like, like, chat, uh, you know, Waterfox not responding. It's, that has happened to the best of us. Well, if I were a Vaporeon, I'd be pissed off being called a Waterfox. Boo. Just terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> oh god damn it. it! It's I have to restart, but it's not coming up for me. All right, we'll get we'll skip past that. Um, Ichigo, you want to take the next story, and we'll come back to this one. Okay. <laughs> Make sure you use gloves now. Ew. Okay. Well, for those of you who are wanting to dress up for the train. 
Your birthday suit's probably not the best bet. Uh-uh. As one naked man strolled up to an Akihabara station in Tokyo to buy a train's ticket naked. Oh, good. Uh, good thing he had a backpack, though, because where else is he going to stick his change? Hey, in his yo. ass. Uh, I guess so. I'm not sure. Um, just... Each neighborhood of Tokyo is a window to the tastes and passions of the people who frequent it. And that represents the fashions you'll see in the subdivisions of the capital streets. For example, in a few minutes of people watching in trendy Daikanyama, you'll undoubtedly spot a number of young men wearing pricey loafers without socks, while in Iki Ikibukuro has a higher concentration of feminine skirts than just about anywhere else in the city. In Akihabara, though, it's all about backpacks. As the world's most bustling mech of anime and video game retailers, visiting fans know they're going to find things they want to buy there. And dual-strap backpacks provide more carrying capacity than messenger bags. They're also usually cheaper to boot, which means more money left over for those otaku hoodies. Mo so money, on last mo Sunday... Mo money, mo <laughs> money. <laughs> last Sunday... <laughs> The man in the following photos in the uh, report were taken um, outside of the Akihabara station. Uh, they probably didn't attract much attention, though. He, he personally didn't because he was wearing a backpack. But he certainly definitely got people to look by wearing absolutely nothing else. Mm. Thankfully, they've censored it for my reading pleasure, of course. Um, it saves you trouble of getting a... It also saves you trouble of pulling out... Um, um, what do you call it? A microscope. Ah! <laughs> Seriously, the man's commitment to nudity was so strong that he didn't even bother with a pair of shoes. As he padded up to the ticket machine with no covering for his feet, or his butthole for that matter. Thank you for a bit of digital editing, by the way. <laughs> While it's unlikely, Naked Dude is a scenario that's covered in Japan's Railways Employee Handbook, the station staff and security team quickly sprang into action by surrounding the man and obscuring the view from passersby. How quaint, how convenient, and how caring of the train staff. Many rail stations keep a stock of blankets and other disaster relief supplies on hand, so in the event the service is suspended and stranded passengers have to spend the night in the building, uh, they don't imagine that they'd have to use it for covering something like this, though. Um, eventually, the man was convinced to put on some clothes, and the police were summoned to question him about what inspired this startling bit of exhibitionism. We applaud the Akihabara station staff for their quick response, as do, no doubt, all of the passengers who were spared from having to share a packed Tokyo train with a naked stranger. <laughs> and not a single what-the-fuck-is-wrong-with-you that entire time? I'm surprised. Well, I mean, you have to think of traditional Japanese composure... They handled it very well, I think, on their account. And yeah, I think I'll, it, I'll say that too. It would be very different if he were doing it in America and depending on where. Oh. oh, yeah, he'd take like two steps into a New York City subway station before he'd get that shit kicked out of him. More like people screaming, I'm like, I gotta fucking sit there. Come on, you know? Yeah. Okay, now my now the article's coming up fine. Good, good. <clears throat> a 37-year-old man arrested on suspicion of stealing 300 anime trading cards from an even older fan. Oh, boy. 
On June 9th, police in Fututsu Chiba Prefecture arrested Hirokazu Hanma, a 37-year-old construction worker, on suspicion of burglary. Score for his alleged caper, a bunch of collectible cards featuring characters from Dragon. At least According he had a authorities. job. Huh? At least he had a job. Yeah, that's a bit of a derision from the norm. According to authorities, sometime between 3.30 in the afternoon and 5 in the evening on June 6th, Hanmont, representative Kisaratsu, two cities over, broke into the Futsu home of a 38-year-old fisherman where he pilfered some 300 cards which we used with the Dragonfall Heroes arcade game. The retail sale for a bundle of cards that size would be roughly 16,000 yen, but the actual value was likely higher still since the cards are dispensed at random and rare examples can fetch 10,000 yen each. Ooh. Omnus trial is still to come, but in the meantime, if you have a stockpile of precious anime cards, let this serve as a reminder of the importance of keeping them hidden where you go out. Wait, so you're saying a construction worker stole from a fisherman? Mm-hmm. Yep. Stay classy, Japan. We're setting a bad example for the fans coming after us. Well, it's only fair since the weebs are going over there wrecking shit, so you know. Hmm. Anywho, now that we got that out the way, we're gonna go ahead and play our last song of the night and wrap shit up, so what do you say, folks? Okay. Shall we Works do it? Okay. okay. We'll be back.
And that concludes our awesome Anime Next 2016 podcast. That was fun. Oh yeah, it was a lot of fun. Alright, um, let's go ahead and get the heck up on out of here. Um, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters, so we do this for the fun of it. So, if we tell you what we like and don't like, we're telling you straight up. Check out our website. Oh, wait, before we do that, i got to let you know about where to contact us. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. We want to know what's up. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com where we post all of our convention reports, uh, anime reviews, photo galleries, videos, all that cool stuff. We have another anime review coming down the pipe uh, later this week, so definitely be on the lookout for that. And we have a couple of anime uh, convention reports coming as well, so definitely, you know, you're going to enjoy those. Um, if you have trouble getting to our website for our podcast, you can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play. Check out our YouTube page at youtube.com slash TV, where we post all of our convention videos. So definitely check that out. If you want to interact with us on YouTube, you can find me at youtube.com slash Ari is at Ari22682. You can find Mako-chan at JupeLuna. And Ichigo is at IchigoGami. Twitter.com slash AnimeJamSession. Follow us here for updates on our website uh, when photos and videos are going up, when we're going live, and other cool stuff. Um, if you want to chat with us on Twitter, interact, you can. You can find me at twitter.com slash S. Ari is at the Ari Man. Mako-chan is at Jovidea. And Ichigo is at Ichigo Gami. 
facebook.com slash anime jam session i just gotta say to everybody that has loved our page and like it thank you so much we truly appreciate it we can't do this without y'all so we're truly thankful and appreciative for it um if you want to interact with us on facebook and chat with us and kind of hang if you like uh you can find me at facebook.com slash mess ari is at ari rockefeller you can find Mako-chan at Makoto, Mako-chan Kino. And Ichigo is over at Ichigo Gami. And don't forget, we're here on the VOG Network twice a week, but we're not the only geek podcast on this network. So you definitely want to check out Starbuck Power and Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwolf Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, Game Bowie and guys on the show. And now we're going to go around the room and go last words. Last words, Ari. Uh, it feels so good to be back. I missed you all. Yeah, we missed you too, big guy. <laughs> Mako-chan? Um, Friday is the start of Mario Marathon 8. So I'm very excited about that. And if you guys get a chance, listen in to MarioMarathon.com starting Friday. And uh, if you can, donate. It all goes to Child's Play Charity, which is one of the only charities that I actually donate to anymore. Because there is very, very little overhead. And it all goes to kids, so they can play and have fun while they're in the hospital and stuck. So, yeah. Okay, uh, Ichio? Um, it was fun again today, uh, even though I was just kind of a floating ghost cloud. Um... But I am super excited for Hoshikan coming up. I hope you guys will come see me down at my panel in July. I believe it's the weekend of the 14th. And I'm going to teach all about armor for cosplay and how to make it. So, come down and see me. Fair enough. Um, and I definitely, definitely will. Uh, my last words is, I got my hands on a copy of Mighty Number no. 9 and I played it earlier. I'm sorry. Actually, no... It's like a perfect blend of Mega Man and Mega Man X. I'm gonna play. I got it. For, I got it for a PC. I'm gonna play this through, and if it's worth it, I'll pick up a copy for 3DS. But so far, I am enjoying it. I'm just. I just think I have like a shitty controller, so I might pick up a new one. So, I also got a Chromecast to take the con. See how fun that is. Uh, so, that is it. End of list. We're getting out of here. We'll be back next week. So all that good stuff. So. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Psst, you're next. Good night. <laughs> All right, fine. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan! Eh, that wasn't so bad. Good night, everybody. Good night.
podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!